Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you're still alive, still kicking... Still drinking some coffee and eating some protein bars or whatever the hell you have left in the house, my friends. I'm glad you've tuned into the Boston Podcast. And if you like the show, share it with a friend. Uh, it's all we can do these days to just help out a friend and help out those in need. And here at the Boston Podcast, we are trying to do, a, in a very small way, but hopefully significant, feature business owners and others that want to get their message out during this these uncertain times and make sure people know that they're still doing what they're doing. Case in point, my guest today, musician, renaissance man, owner of C-Zone Entertainment, Mr. Greg Capozzi is here. How, how did I do on the last name pronunciation? You, you nailed it, man. Oh, did perfect. I? Perfect. Oh, yeah. excellent, excellent. So Greg and I, we have common friends. We need not speak of them. No, we, we have a great common friend in, um, in another um, Renaissance man, Dave Barrand, who is a lawyer turned comedian turned writer, whatever he is. He claims, uh, Greg, that you and I met back in like 1994 or something. He, he remembers these things. I never do. But anyway, <laughs> tell us, um, first off, how you, you look none worse for the wear. You look like, uh, uh, I mean, Greg is dressed like a, a musician, and I'm always jealous. You've got, it's somewhere between, uh, I don't know, Kurt Cobain and, and um, Joe Jackson, maybe. I don't know. I'm making shit up. But um, tell me uh, how you're holding up, first of all. Well, I mean, you know, in body and spirit, hanging in there as best as we can. Um, <clears throat> I got a supportive wife and, uh, you know, so that part is good. But, you know, my business, my industry is completely just dead in the water. So, yeah, there's, there's no events happening, you know, so there's no gigs and uh, for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, right now we're just trying to stay focused on being positive and hoping that there will be light at the end of the tunnel. We'll be in safe, being healthy, trying to work out, stay fit, uh, still work on music. Uh, I did my first live stream on Sunday, which was really exhilarating. So hoping to do more of that to stay in touch with my, my viewers and my listeners. But um, yeah, this is really scary. I mean, and, and so many of our clients that are booked through the summer and the fall are all coming at us now wanting to, yeah, post postpone or cancel and stuff. So I'm trying to learn how to deal with all that and somehow be sensitive to their needs in their situations, but also trying to keep the company afloat and our staff. Yeah, going, you know. So it's uh, tough times, but yeah, man, doing as best as we can. You know, still got food in the fridge and got a roof over our head, so I can't complain. Yeah, I say I've got you know 
um, about a half a dozen cans of soup, and then I'm stocked up in coffee and uh, booze. So, I mean, who am I to complain, really? But, All the staples. Uh, <laughs> right, the staples. But but kidding aside, bef- before this whole mess started, um, tell me a little bit about um, C-Zone Entertainment, what kind of a- events that you put on, and, wh- and kind of the inspiration for the business and the whole deal. Uh well- Sure, sure. I mean, I, I've been a I've been a full time musician since like the late '90s, um, and then <clears throat> I was playing in original projects and cover bands, you know, general function bands that just do weddings and corporate events and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. jazz combos, jazz brunches, you know, whatever it takes to to make a living in the music business. Um, one night, I was out with some friends on an off Friday, and I noticed there was a DJ spinning at the bar playing real vinyl records and. I really liked the music he was playing. It was nothing like I had heard. It kind of had more of a dance beat, but it wasn't like a dance bar. It was more of just like a, like a lounge. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it had all these organic elements built into it. So there was like live uh, instrumental solos. There was live vocals. There was a lot of Latin and African rhythms and stuff. And it was really unique. Um, it wasn't like that just typical techno that you hear that you associate with the DJ with just the, the whole time. Yep. It, was, it was more <laughs> organic. Right. So I was fascinated by how he's going from one record to the next. Mm. And it just, the music just never stopped. I was, so I went and I chatted with him, and he sort of gave me a, a lowdown on how DJs operate. I had no, no background in the DJ culture. And I thought, man, that would be kind of cool. I, maybe I could like make some of my own mixes and play sax over the top of it and do something else you know, in the music industry to separate myself apart a little bit. Mm. So that's what I did, and I ended up getting myself um, – some residencies in Boston after about, I'd say almost a year of trying to learn the craft and and buying all these vinyl records and practicing at home. I ended up getting some really good gigs in Boston where I was, my whole niche was like the guy who plays records and rips sax solos over the top at the same time. Wow. Is this, is this Ripopotamus? Is this the incarnation of uh, that band? No. Ripopotamus is a different band. Rippo is still like probably four or five years ahead of me at this point in the story. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No, no, it's cool. No, okay. it's cool. Um, so you you were question. you were performing under under your name and uh-huh. and yeah. See, I think that's fascinating. And I I like you. I mean, I'm a I'm I'm not a musician. I I'm a hack guitar player, which is another way of saying bad guitar player. But but I've always loved music. And sometime in the '80s, I think I heard my first you know real DJ music and it was something that I look back and it was so simple and it almost laughable. It was a guy mixing like tone Lokes wild thing with salt and peppers, um, push it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the way it sounded seamless, I was like, wow, like, how did he do that? And that's a um, good mix. That's a good mix. Not, yeah. They got, they have almost identical beats and right. And, um, later on I'd be cute. I don't know. Have you heard of a DJ that goes by girl talk? You, you ever I'm hear not- that guy? Yeah, no. you 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 dig it. He he's um he has since well he's he put out about four or five albums and he puts them out for free on this website called Illegal Art. He hasn't done it in a while, but let's just say he mixes you know Stevie Wonder with you know um, I don't know DMX or or some you know he just, just completely or Elton John with the Clash or whatever and. But so what you did, so I guess the first thing I got to ask is how did you, how do you DJ and play sax at the same time? Well, the format I was playing was more um, like lounge and uh, deep, deeper house music. So 
the the records are usually the, the average record is about five six minutes long. Okay, so, right. So I would have some time once I got my mix. Once I created the transition, I would have about probably a good couple minutes to grab my horn mm-hmm. and and play some melodies over the top or play along with some of the horn lines that are on there, and then you know do a little bit of that, and then it will be time to figure out what the next record is going to be and and get that in the headphones and get that queued up and make the mix and just keep going. So it, it's hard to do that now if if I'm at like a wedding or a corporate and you're just ripping through top forty or hip hop or you know, Motown or disco or classic rock or whatever, you know, the, the, the crowd doesn't have that sort of nowadays, they don't have that sort of attention span. Anyways, you just got to rip through tunes. They just want to, they just want to be surprised constantly and just keep the energy going. So I don't really do that anymore. That was like more of a a niche that I had back in the day. And if I was to do, I'm going to be doing another live stream and I actually am going to bring that back because now that I'm at home, I can play whatever format I want. And I think that would be definitely something that, is a unique uh, viewing and listening experience for everybody. I haven't seen anybody do that on all the streams that I've watched, nor have I seen anybody play real vinyl either. I mean, I just did a whole set on straight vinyl, no laptops, no nothing. So that is, that's a, I mean, I know now our story is kind of jumping around here, which is fine. It's a podcast. We can do parentheses, but you're talking about, have you, have you set these up already where you're talking, it sounds like you're talking about like a virtual house party almost <laughs> something right yeah um, so is there a place we can find these already or, or this is in the works no i, I did one on on sunday oh, cool. uh five o'clock uh on facebook but facebook you know and instagram and youtube they uh have copyright issues so if you don't own the music it's weird that i can go play somebody's party as a dj or, or and, and i don't get in trouble like that's what people people make a living doing this I mean, exactly but if i do it on facebook they boot, they boot off your uh, stream. They cut it off in the middle of it. So I, I actually lasted a minute and 20, uh, an hour and 24 minutes before they shut me down. That's not too bad. Um, <laughs> I know. But then I got a letter from uh, Warner, Warner Brothers rights management saying that I there's a claim against my, my stream because I used the song that they own, blah, 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 and that I can appeal it, blah, blah, blah. And I was looking at it into how to appeal it because I wasn't trying to monetize it. I was just trying to bring joy to people during a tough time. And uh, the next day, they released the claim on it. So now it's still up there. So I'm not going to be doing it on Facebook anymore because I don't want to have to worry about people kicking me off. There's a new platform. It's brand new. It's called Mixcloud Live. And um, it's honestly, they they literally, like Monday of this week, all the YouTube videos came out about this. So I'm still establishing my, my, uh, my storefront over there and trying to figure out how to stream to it. I need some third-party software mm-hmm. like, OB, like OBS or something, which I have. So that'll be the next place to go, but I'm not prepared to like announce that, unfortunately, because it's still such a learning thing right now. Yeah. It's, it's all in the formative stages. Can, you, um, can we direct people to your Facebook page, or, and, or is there a place we can direct people for the time being to look for it? <clears throat> yeah, it'll definitely be announced on the Facebook page. And just uh, Greg Capozzi on search. Uh, that's... That's my personal page on Facebook. It's C Zone Entertainment, okay. or or at C Zone Music. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that there's. I think you're onto something here because you know, in this new world order where everything is virtual, we hope it's going to end soon. I know you hope it's going to end soon. I do too. I, I've this is you know I'm doing podcasts out of my home studio. I'd like to get back to my regular studio where I can sit across from someone, and you know, until the governor lifts it, no one's going to meet me there. So. Um, 
but doing stuff online, like it's fun. You get together with buddies and stuff. Now I, but I'm a big believer in you need an activity. You need something. So people are going to need music. They're going to need trivia. They're going to need some kind of live show that they can tune into. And so, I mean, I, I, I've wrestled with the idea here of turning some of our podcasts into live podcasts or turning in them into trivia games and actually saying, Hey, you know, you're going to show up to this. You're going to have a great entertainment or bring, bring your, your posse, bring your sorority sisters or bring your, the whole, you know, all your cousins and everybody and pay five bucks and get a, an entertainment online. I like you haven't figured it out how to do that yet, but um, that, that I think you would be able to get around the copyright thing because if you get a, uh, a gang together then, and you do it by zoom, then um, you know, it's private. So I imagine you wouldn't have a problem, but then again, the, not, not the world isn't necessarily set up for all this yet. Like zoom, the, the audio through zoom will not be as good as, you know, if we nowhere near as if we were seeing you live, set up your equipment. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Are there any have it's so for, for season entertainment for the time being is the best you can do. Just um, keep planning for future events or are there, are there any virtual events you can do? Yeah, it's funny, you know, our mutual buddy there, uh, Dave, he, he had inquired, he wanted me to like do a virtual prom for his daughter. Yeah. And he thought that that would be awesome because every other school is experiencing the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's a great idea in theory, but I mean, logistically, you know, to me, I don't know how I could make it fun visually for the kids. I mean, it would just be me and two turntables. Maybe I put some lighting behind me or something, but. I mean, I wouldn't be able to have like music videos going behind me and all that. Then, then you're talking like a huge production, and I don't. Even, I'm not even set up for that. There's other bigger production companies that could do all those big plasma screens and music videos and all that. So, yeah, I I wasn't really. I didn't feel like I was quite ready to take on such a task to do a whole prom. Mm-hmm. And and he said that the kids didn't even seem all that. It was his idea. He said the kids didn't seem all that jazzed up about having a virtual DJ. I think what I'm going to be doing is is going to stream uh, unique content that I haven't seen. Uh, my niche is is a, is a vinyl DJ and a sax player, but I also play with some other musicians. So maybe we'll do like a live jazz brunch one Sunday with my trio with uh, upright bass, guitar, or, or piano and sax. So we could do some jazz standards and have a live performance. Um, also, yes, like you said, we're going to keep forging ahead and. Thankfully, there are clients that are still thinking about 2021 and, um, you know, maybe getting married or having a party or a corporate event or a graduation party or whatever. So we're still getting some leads, not nearly like we used to. I mean, we normally get between 80 and 130 leads a month. And now it's probably down to like, I don't even know. I haven't done the numbers. I don't really know if I could stomach looking at it right now, but it's low. Uh, Yeah, I know. I have, um, I've had people on the show. They're in the events business and I have family in the events business and, and I got buddies who own restaurants and, and, and can't, and not really set up for takeout and things like that. And it is just, it's depressing, quite frankly, but let's, let's put a positive spin on this and tell me, let's say someone is planning, you mentioned weddings, you mentioned corporate events. Let's, yeah. let's say, you know, we are talking, you know, uh, I don't know, holiday season or thereafter, and it's time to start planning. What do you get? What do you do? What does your company do that maybe sets you apart a little bit from the average, you know, Adam Sandler wedding singer, et cetera? Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, you know, the being musician owned and, and, you know, the philosophy is that it's all about the music. So we're not the type of company that tries to make it a show about us. And a lot of entertainment companies, they're very um, flashy and rah, rah, rah on the microphone all night long. And they just never shut the hell up. And <laughs> it's just annoying for most people. You know what I mean? And I, I, we're not Absolutely. interested in that at all. We, we prefer to, you know, if we're doing an event and you need somebody to make some announcements or if you got to introduce the wedding party or somebody's going to do a toast or you got to bring up the CEO to do a speech or whatever. Yeah, of course we'll emcee that. But like uh, what really sets us apart is the fact that we're all really about the music. All the DJs here started in the club culture. We're, we're all skilled on turntables. Most of us still use turntables instead of a digital controller. Wow. Um, that sets a, a tone when you walk into a room and you see this nice setup and you're like, wow, okay, we're going to have a real, DJ tonight. Um, I, I like the message that that sends, uh, and you know. But you can also book live music here as well, whether it's a, a small intimate cocktail party or dinner reception. We don't really book like a full on wedding band. It's mm -hmm. more like smaller combo type stuff. But we we do jazz and we do pop covers, so you could hear a, you know, Miles Davis or an Ed Sheeran tree, you know, cover with a jazz tree. So we, we do a unique thing to appeal to age ranges. We have all str strings ensembles. We do lighting. We have photo booths. So there's like a one-stop shop for like we're really kind of geared towards the wedding and corporate and private event market. Um, I don't do so much in the clubs anymore. Uh, it's just the, the business grew so much, and we got so much talent on board. And thankfully, it's been so busy for the last almost 20 years. That's been our niche. Um, and people love it because we're, we're laid back in our approach. But the the party is always outstanding and the people always have a blast, you know, and we're top 3% rated in the country with over 1500 something reviews online, all five stars. I love it. Once again, C zone entertainment. What's the website, Greg? C zone music, C Z O N E music. Okay. Well, I mentioned now I'm a music head myself, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you and I'm putting you on the spot, but let's say you got your garden variety wedding and you got, you know, the couples in their, uh, I don't know, late twenties, early thirties, but you got people who are, you know, kind of all generations. Give me a few go-to, uh, gems that just can't miss. I sounded stupid when I said that <laughs> when I, I used to, I used to, DJ, I used to DJ wedding weddings and bar mitzvahs myself with a partner. And we kind of, oh, wow. yeah, we did it as a side hustle. Just, it was fun. We were inspired one day. I think we were at a, a bar mitzvah or a wedding where there was just a bad DJ. We we're like, we could do better. We could do better. And we did, but people don't realize how much hard work it is. Actually, a lot of the, the gear and the equipment and the troubleshooting, like you get like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong anyway, but we always obsessed over like what the last five songs were. So, so, um, and at the time I'll, I'll mention just one and then I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, the one that endured is, and I don't know if maybe it's, it, it hasn't held up, but, um, I got a feeling by the black eyed peas. People just hear that dun, 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 and they just flip and they just flip out. I don't know if they still flip out, but what, but tell me some of your, some of your go-tos. Yeah. That song by the black eyed peas. I get a feeling that that was huge for a while. Mm -hmm. And to this day, you know, that's one of those songs where if you got a real stiff crowd and it's conservative and, and you just having a tough time getting people moving. Yep. If you put that on, it usually works. Um, it's kind of almost in the same league now as like Love Shack and Moni Moni at a wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's your typical wedding set 
that you can just lob down the middle and serve it straight up. And it'll be the same wedding that you've been to a hundred times before where you're hearing all the classics like Dancing Queen and Staying Alive and Uptown Funk and Don't Stop Believing and You Shook Me All Night Long and Old Time Rock and Roll and Oh, What a Night and all that stuff. Yep. Um, and there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. I use those songs if we need them. Uh, and if it's the, you know, our job is to read the crowd. And if I feel like those songs are going to be effective for this particular room, I'll use them. Um, but, you know, we try to be a little bit more creative and take the crowd on a little bit more of a musical journey than mm. the stuff that you've heard so many other times. Oftentimes the crowd pushes you into a corner and, you know, they're just not responding. So you have to go down that road. And, you know, New England, there's not a ton of cutting edge crowds that you play to at a wedding or, right. or at, a, at, a, at a corporate. So we try to use like different remixes mm. or re-drums where it might be like a, like a get down on it by cool in the game, but it's got a little bit more of a pump on it where it's still the same song. It's not, you know, some of the remixes, they change the song so much that the average listener can't even really recognize it. So yeah. you can't push, you can't alienate the room. Right. So, you know, re-drums and remixes are helpful to keep it a little bit more danceable. I rem- um, yeah, I remember the, and I don't know your theory on this, but you mentioned Uptown Funk. I have a, a, yeah. po- I have a podcast, pardon the extra plug, but podcast called Past Tens I do with my buddy. Milt, we go back in time and we look at like the, the top 10 hits on, you know, 1983 or something. And we kind of, yeah. and, and we talk about what's held up. So we obsess over this stuff. And we did a, a, a recent uh, rewind to whatever year Uptown Funk came out. And, and my theory was, uh, my hot take was that it might be for the time being the last great dance song because music's changed, right? Like the, the, I was, when I was doing a little bit of the side DJing, to me, it was kind of the golden era, the modern golden era of hip hop with Rihanna and Jay-Z, David Guetta, Pitbull, like they just kept cranking them out and they were great. You know, if that's not your taste, then I get it. But as far as dance songs go, the, the, you looked at the, the top 10 at the end of the year in, in those years, and I'm talking like right circa 2008, 2009, 2010, right around there, they were, um, they were all dance songs, like all the top songs. And now it's got like that slow jam. Have you noticed that or? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was like the heyday for DJs, yeah. man. All the all the dance music was like almost like house music. Everything had a good pump to it. It was all upbeat, 125 to 128 beats a minute. That's and, right. And, yeah. you, and you said all you said all the big names there. I mean, that, that was right when David Guetta was coming out, and Calvin Harris had some really good stuff. So yeah, I miss those days. Now it's all like down tempo hip hop, where yeah. it's like half it's like half tempo, where you know the song is like 60 to 70 beats a minute. Yeah. I mean, so if you're going to dance to that, I mean, it, it's almost undanceable. It's either you I dance agree. double time to it or you you half dance <laughs> to it and you really shake your butt every other beat. Yeah. So it's it's really hard. This, for us DJs, you know, there's not a lot of stuff on the radio right now that really fires right. up a floor. I mean, I, I talk to all my guys and some of my guys are still active in the club scene all the time. They're in their 20s and they're still playing out in the clubs. And they're like, dude, I'm playing like 90s, early 2000s and that's really what people are still in, enjoying they still like the throwbacks yep. i mean some some of the bigger artists today you know the the chain smokers have some good stuff dua lipa has some good stuff lizzo is is huge drake for the hip-hop set he's always massive so you know we still have some of our our go-to artists 
Mm-hmm. But um, Post Malone, you know what I mean? He's massive. Thankfully, he came out with a Circles was a nice one. That was like 120 beats a minute. Um, so you can actually you can actually spin that one. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, reggaeton has been really big. You know, Despacito came out a long time ago with that reggaeton beat. And then Mi Gente came out, which was a big one. And Drake has some yep. reggaeton beats. So I play, tend to play a lot of that. That's always, that gets people going. I get some remixes of stuff that has that beat. Uh, DJ Snake has some good stuff. Yep. So there's, you know, Camila Cabello and Billie Eilish, some better artists out there now. Cardi B, those are some of the go-tos. Um, but, but like Car- Cardi this- B, Cardi B and Drake, half of their library is that kind of that slow, right? Kind of like, yes. And it's like, come on, get to the point. Where's the melody? What's I know. Going on? I know, dude. It's, I know. Brutal. it's, it's the first it's time I felt old. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was DJing, you know, weddings in my, in my forties and, I knew every song on the top 10 and I loved the, I had the same taste of the music. These kids that are, you know, 20 or even 15 years old. And now I don't get it. I talked to myself. I don't get what one. I'll add one that the, when the struts hit the scene recently, they had that song body talks. They did with Kesha that song rocked. And like, that's the kind of song you want to dance to. Exactly. Maybe I should go explore their library. I don't know if they have more that I should be listening to, but yeah. So I'm glad I'm not crazy. I'm glad it's not just me because you no, know, it's not because, just you. Because it's it's just it's strange. I mean the the you know and and the, this happens over time. I mean sometimes countries in, sometimes countries not so much in. But anyway, so um, let's play. A, we're, we're up against the clock here a little bit with uh, Greg okay. Posey here, but let's play uh, an edition of good stuff. And Greg and I both recommend something good to help you get you through the rest of this quarantine. Make it end, man. Make it end. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right. This is the B-52s. You mentioned Love Shack before. There you go. Actually, before we get to good stuff, I forgot to tell my, I'll tell the brief version of this DJ story. The There was a couple who was kind of hippy-dippy, getting married, and they gave us their entire playlist. And it was just odd. There was some folk. There was some rock, but we didn't recognize any of the artists. We're like, you're paying us. We'll play it. People would come up to us and say, hey, can you play this song? And we kind of went, mm, and the people would go, oh, it's the bride's wedding. It's the bride's song list only, right? And we said, yep. So finally, she said to me, you know, no one's dancing. Why don't you guys pick a song? So I went to, I went straight to, um, let's see, can't, uh, Don't Stop Do You Get Enough, I think, by Michael Jackson. It was one of those off of, um, off the wall. Uh, oh. Yeah, anyway, the. How come I can't think of the name of it? Anyway, well, you, you get it, Michael Jackson, and people went nuts. They jumped. They people like finally they jumped on the dance floor, and then the, I said to the bride, "Let let me play Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let me play a Prince song." She said, "No, go back to my playlist." And and uh, everybody got went back to their seats. Oh, dude! <laughs> I know. I you're so right. Every the way you handled that whole situation is spot on, man. Thank you. You, know, you know exactly what you're doing, and I'm in those shoes every weekend, man. You know, when you get that obscure list and. I go out there on the dance floor. I'm like, hey, listen, man, I'm, it's your wedding. Do whatever you want. But are you okay with me deviating a little bit and sort of reading the crowd and peppering this stuff that I know work? And sometimes they say, yeah, my goal is to just have a packed floor and just do what you got to do. You're the expert. And other times they're like, no, I, if you could just sort of stick to what we gave you, we'd really appreciate it. And in most cases, I just got to walk back and do what I got to do. But I, I always feel like people are staring at me like, oh, my God, this DJ sucks. He doesn't know what to play. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So let me ask you, Greg, any, any tips you get, anything you've seen, heard recently, something that has, that you've enjoyed passing the time as we're all trying to get through this? Well, you know, it's been really refreshing um, seeing a lot of live streams. There's been some great uh, live music out there with some bands that I like. There's an R&B singer, Alan Stone, who I've seen live a few times, once up at Hampton Beach, another time at the Royale in Boston. And he's, he's an, I saw him originally on Conan like years and years ago. And awesome, like Stevie Wonder meets like um, D'Angelo, like awesome mm-hmm. freaking singer, guitarist, R&B. So some of these streams have been really inspirational, but also on the DJ side, there have been some incredible like 36-hour music festivals where there'll be a one-hour DJ set from 36 different DJs and 36 different countries really, or something like that. Yeah, and they just tear it up for an hour, and then they go right to the next one and right to the next one. And like all these donations and stuff will go to helping uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. causes. So that has been awesome, too, to see like some of my favorite DJs out there rocking it with these beautiful backdrops and cool sound systems and everything. And, and just like, you know, you put that on and go outside and work out in the backyard and do your backyard boot camp to stay healthy and <laughs> let, let the beats carry you through. Or I'll be on a Zoom with a couple other friends and I'll be like, check out this stream. This is one of your favorite DJs. And then we'll all listen to her for a little bit and comment. So that's been fun. I Seeing, seeing some people still uh, able to get their uh, creativity and their passion out to their, to the masses, but doing it, uh, remotely has been a really unique. I mean, nobody's ever thought of that before. I mean, I know people have been doing live streams before this, but they're all the rage now. You can't even get any live stream hardware yeah. anymore. I, so it's been awesome. I love that, and it's a good. That's a good suggestion. Whether you know as much about music as you do or or you don't, we um, I did this thing um, with my cousins and my family and my folks. We do a Sunday night call that we started recently, obviously, and um, we've been. I, like I say, I want to have a point. So we did like a so-called film festival where like just find a video, something inspirational and then or fun or whatever or something you shot yourself and share your screen. Don't forget to share the audio, people. You got to click that button in the bottom left hand corner. Um, but so and I did this thing where I shared. Have you seen the the reboot compilation, whatever you call it, collaboration version of the the Foo Fighters times like these? Have you seen that? I, I I love the Foo Fighters. Where where would I see that? I I think if you just Google, um, it might be connected to the BBC. They were all British artists, and yeah. I'll I'll find it. But um, and so it's one of these where it starts off with an artist. Now, meanwhile, I haven't heard of any of these people. Maybe because they're all British, or maybe because I'm just not hip anymore. Dave Grohl was in there. He he definitely approved this project, and it's just they slowed down the song times like these by the Foo Fighters. And it's um, so they, they go by if you if you want to Google it, it's live lounge all stars times like these put out by BBC Radio. It's just really touching. And the you know, you don't have to be a whiz to figure out why they picked that song. You know, it's times like these you learn to love against times like these, blah, blah, blah. Um, I shared a version of that. And since it's got the boxes with all the different people, it's one of these, you know, multi it might be split screen. It might be, you know. 12 people on the screen at the same time singing. I inserted like, like shots of like my, my cousins and my, my family doing silly things just to get a laugh out of everyone. And the irony of it is I tried to upload it onto YouTube 
and it got uh, negged for a copyright violation, even though even though it, the point of this thing is to raise money for COVID. And I left the thing at the end. Anyway, um, YouTube, yeah, YouTube yeah, has it its rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since you, you made such a good recommendation, mine would be, um, it's an obvious one, but the Beastie Boys documentary has been out for a couple weeks now. And a uh, little tip for those that don't know, it is on Apple TV. And if you're like, well, I threw away my Apple TV, you know, a couple of years ago, like I did. You, you, Apple TV, the the streaming service is one you can add to your t- your smart TV, and there's a um, free trial period of it, which inevitably I will forget and end up paying for Apple TV. But anyway, it was worth it. I don't know if you were a fan of the Beasties back in the day, Greg. I love the Beasties. Yeah, yeah. and you haven't yeah. seen this yet. No. Yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's an interesting take. It's it's the the doc is directed by Spike Jones, the director who directed some of the Beasties videos and but it but what's cool about it is there the the two remaining members of the band are on stage uh talking and then taking you through sort of a slideshow and some footage of you know their whole life and career and you know missing Adam Yauk the 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 departed member of the band. So it, it, it gets sentimental. There's a lot of stuff in there. I did not know about the beasties and the interesting of them is they have morphed over time. And Greg, maybe you have a thought on this. I always think it's interesting when rock stars age uh, or music stars age and whether they keep that, you know, stick it to the man kind of look and feel about them. You know, Steven Tyler, you know, still looks like a rock star. He looks like a really old one, but he still looks like one. Keith Richards still looks like a rock star. He looks like he's about to keel over, but still the beast, yeah. the beasties look like they, you know, they could be, you know, vice president and insurance company or something. Or, I mean, they, <laughs> they, they dress casual, but they, they, they've outgrown all of that crazy flamboyance they had in their heyday. Yeah. I like it when the guys keep it going until they're old, man. <laughs> So, did you see, did, did you see the Stones on that concert that Lady Gaga hosted? Did you see the Stones I play did. on that? They were good. I thought that was one of the highlights because yeah. uh, the the I mean I I love that they did it. The, not too many of the acts blew my skirt up, but the the Stones were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I want I wonder what it takes technology wise to have guys in four different yeah. places without any lag or any delay when you're performing. Right. I wonder the same thing because it's a challenge. It blows me away. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I've tried to have like a bunch of my family members send in videos to just sing like happy birthday to my brother and splicing that together was hard to keep the same. <laughs> so I don't know how they did. They must've rehearsed that uh, or had a terrific sound engineer or something, but yeah. Something, yeah. Man. That was yeah. awesome. Though. I yeah. love that. That was definitely the highlight for me. That we, and I, I love Stevie wonder. He was awesome in the beginning. Both great. Both great. Yeah. Well, uh, we gotta go, but, um, Greg, you're Thanks, awesome. Dave. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining and um where's my outro music i'm failing here i'm every every episode now it's I'm, i've got a little um quarantine itis i guess good there it is is it there there it is okay anyway greg Capozzi, awesome musician event planner go to c-zone entertain no c-zone music.com right greg there go you to go. c-zone yeah, yeah. music.com don't forget that you know your wedding your corporate event It's time to start planning now, and by the time it rolls around, we'll be out of these doldrums and out of this crazy situation. I promise. I promise. Um, If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you're interested in being on this show, there's no charge, people. Come be my friend. Be on the Boston Podcast. Tell the story about your business or service or whatever it is that you're doing and trying to keep alive during these uncertain times. 
Email me at david at pod617.com. It's also a great time to start a podcast. We'll send you out a USB microphone you can plug into your computer. We'll send that out for free. If you're going to work with us, we can produce a podcast for you. Pod617.com is where you go. On behalf of Greg Capozzi of C-Zone Entertainment, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody, or at least try to, or whatever. Whatever! Whatever!